0: Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. right, guys, welcome back ladies and gentlemen. Fusion Fantasy Football, I'm your host Joshua. How's it going? It's been an interesting day, interesting week. Uh, A lot of funny stuff's going on. We've got Robin Hood's acting like sheriffs we've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on free agency is almost here super bowl is a couple weeks away senior bowl this weekend rookies exciting time of year and as you notice maybe uh maybe you're watching the video maybe you're not but there is one like i said before i'm gonna try and do more of those so welcome to whatever this is. Hey, it's this is a podcast, okay? So you can watch it on the video. I'll try to give you some kind of video aids. I'll do something. But for the most part, I'm just going to be talking. You can listen. All right, here we go. First order of business, right? want to talk about some dynasty, I don't know, theory. We'll get into it. So, today, if you didn't know, I'm going to talk about something that's going to sound like we're not talking about it, but we are talking about it. So, I don't know if you caught up with this whole GameStop thing, right? Um, basically, if you don't know much about the stock market, and, and I know a little bit, I'm generally aware about it. And, uh, So what you can do if you short a stock, shorting just means basically you are borrowing a stock, selling it at the current price, counting on the price continuing to drop, being able to buy it cheaper and give it back. And so you've profited the difference between what you sold it at earlier and what you bought it at to replace at a cheaper price later. The difference is profit and so a lot of investors make money this way but here's the problem right um, if the cost of the stock goes up to replace the stock you have to buy it for more and it's costing you money so what happened was uh, apparently a bunch of a uh, hedge fund or something was shorting the GameStop stock and to an extent that was, by all accounts, excessive, irresponsible, manipulative. I mean, they were shorting more stocks than even existed or something like that. I, I don't know all those details, but basically a group of subreddit investors figured this out. I'm not sure how much of it's public information or what, but they were able to realize that GameStop, GameStop was being shorted excessively and basically decided to call their bluff and a bunch of them all combined forces and all together they started buying GameStop stock which drove the price up and sent the hedge fund into a bit of a panic right and so all these people people keep buying and as more buy right uh The hedge fund has to start buying as well to cover or they have to either wait anyway long story short too late um these guys lots a lot of money so far i'm sure they're hoping if they hold on out long enough it's going to go down but i think there's maybe even time limits involved here to make matters worse uh A lot of these trading apps kind of, it seems like, colluded. Um, Maybe they were influenced by some of these larger investors to stop or restrict the sale of some of these stocks because it started doing, they started doing the same thing with some others as well, not just GameStop, AMC, Theaters, some others so as of so this all started like back tuesday wednesday in the week on thursday today that i'm recording this robin hood decided this morning and other places as well but robin hood's the one that's just funny because of their whole brand of the name robin hood right it it seems out of character for them to side with the big guys because they are advertising themselves as being trading for the little guys. And, but no, this morning they locked down trading on it. You couldn't buy the GameStop stocks or EMC or whatever else there was suddenly. And uh, obviously that made a lot of people really upset. All they'd allow you to do is sell it. Well, if more people can't buy, then it's not going to keep driving the price up. And if all you can do is sell, then it's going to drive the price down. And so it's kind of helping out the hedge fund guys, right? Well, a lot of people are really upset about that. There's already been a class action suit filed that didn't take long at all. Um, you're wondering at this point, why are we talking about this? First of all, it's just hilarious. It's kind of interesting, but also there's actually a lot of parallels to fantasy football also it was all over fantasy football twitter but again there's a lot of parallels to draw and so actually that's what I wanted to get into um shorting stocks we all know we've all seen it that the hate on a player can get so bad so much and it's easy to fall into And it comes a point where you have to be aware of when the majority is so against a player and they're so down on him and they're so unwilling to pay up for him that it's actually a value for you to buy it and so that's what i wanted to bring up here is as we go into the off season as we get into rookies, as we get into summer and drafts, redraft or otherwise. Don't lose sight of what the difference is between a player that you will not draft and just a player that you're not gonna draft above a certain draft position or value, right? Just keep that in mind as I've said many times. Got this from JJ Zacharyson, late round quarterback. Be open to eighty percent of the players and fade twenty. Don't fade eighty and focus on the twenty because eighty percent, most of the fantasy points are being scored by eighty percent of the players. There's not twenty percent of the players scoring fantasy points. So even me, even me, and like Ronald Jones, right? But there was still a point I wish I would have drafted Randall Jones. I just didn't. It wasn't anywhere close to where people were taking other people were taking him. For myself, had that happened with uh, that happened with David Montgomery in a league. He fell all the way to like ninth round. I was like, well, okay, sure. And he was a big help to me down the stretch. Be open to it as we get into free agency. That's what I'm going to start talking about this episode. Next couple episodes, we're going to talk free agency. It hasn't opened yet, I know. We're going to talk about the players, what's coming up, what the possibilities are, what to look for, and what my plans are, and how I'm approaching each of these players going forward, whether you should hold them, whether you should buy them, try and buy them now, and so on. So that's what we're going to get into in today's episode but back to this dynasty talk right don't short some stocks be open don't be closed all right and don't be Robin Hood so if you're talking about league rules in this off season if you have trade vetoes don't don't have trade vetoes okay because Robin Hood my explanation for what they did they basically were the league commissioner who sees a trade that he doesn't like that's helping maybe a team that he doesn't want helped that is for a player maybe he wanted instead right and he vetoes the trade he suspends all trading until it's sorted out and he says to everyone when the People complain, no, it's a lopsided. It's not a fair trade. This was was bad for the league guys. But for the good of the league, we had to to stop it. We had to veto it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Okay, Don't be Robin Hood. Don't be the guy who steps in and tries to influence things in your favor just because you don't like it. Okay, because we've all seen, and, and then two and three here kind of go together, but we've all been in a league where there's kind of the league OGs, right? They've been around a long time. They're used to the status quo. But, and maybe you've been that guy. I've been that guy. I've also been the newbie, the new guy who joins the league and starts trying to make moves. Start, and I've seen this. I've been the the, the commissioner in leagues where it's it's actually from a commissioner from my perspective. It's great when f- you know fresh blood is there and, and uh, they're making trades. They're active. It just gets everyone back up to an activity level that they hadn't been before. That so that's a good thing, I think. But some people I know don't always like it. Oh, there's this new guy he's in, he's making all these terrible trade offers, trash trade offers, right? And then, oh, even worse, one of those trade offers, those trash trade offers, actually gets accepted by another team. Or even worse, they make a trade that I think is giving my competitor a good player or good players or somebody I wanted. Just like I was saying, don't be Robin Hood, same way except you don't have the veto powers. You're just going to be able to complain about it, right? And you see this. You see this. I know I have. And so they're sitting there like, I can't believe this newbie. He's he's ruining the league. This guy just traded Odell Beckham. It's, the, it's August. The season hasn't even started yet. And he's traded Odell Beckham, a wide receiver one, for a couple of rookies. Some Chase Claypool. He got caught up in the Combine hype. Doesn't know what he's doing in Dynasty. And some undrafted. Rookie free agent. Who signed with Jacksonville. Something Robinson. What, what is this guy doing? This is trash. We need to veto this. Commissioner you would better veto this. And get kick that guy out of the league. Right? I know about you. But I'd gladly take Chase Claypool and James Robinson for my Odell Beckham on any Dynasty League teams that I had Odell Beckham at this point. Now I know I'm not the biggest fan of Odell Beckham but that seems like a pretty good youth trade, right? But how ridiculous would that have sounded? How ridiculous would that have sounded a year ago? Six months ago, Right? Don't be old money and don't get caught in the status quo thinking that you know what's up. This is why you don't be Robin Hood. You don't do your veto because you you don't know how that trade's going to work out. And so just like this with the stock market stuff, we have new people coming into the market and doing things differently. They're not playing by the unwritten rules. They're not doing things the way they're supposed to be doing them. Don't like it. Oh, no, they can't do that. You got to stop them. Why? Why do you have to stop them? Just let it play out. Let it be a free market. Let your dynasty league be a free market, not an influenced market. Free market. Let people be responsible for their own choices. Don't bail them out and don't veto them. Don't stop them. Because I tell you what, if I was that guy and that trade got vetoed and then what happened this year happened, Chase Claypool, James Robinson, Odell Beckham, I would be ticked. I would demand that trade actually be forced through the other way at the end of the season and say, look, I didn't get him for this season. I want those players on my dynasty team right now. Make it happen or I'm gone, right? That wouldn't happen though. You know it wouldn't. So that's all I wanted to bring up with Dynasty Talk, a little bit of theory before we moved into some of the drier stuff, but those were the parallels I was drawn from this whole James Stop, uh, Robin Hood, trading thing. Uh, actually, a lot of really funny parallels, to be honest, with fantasy football when you actually think about it. So don't be afraid uh, of picking a guy you don't even like if the value gets low enough, right? no trade vetoes don't be it's arrogant to think you know what's gonna happen and yeah you can say that guy got lucky who traded chase for chase claypool and james robinson probably i doubt he had insider information that's okay it's a free market don't bail people out and then don't be the old money people who have the attitude of oh you can't do that that's not the way thing we do things no update keep an open mind Be open to doing new things. And this goes for everything. We've talked about that before. Open hand, not the closed fist, or else you're going to trap yourself in that little monkey trap, right? Okay. So at this point, we're going to move over and talk about the quarterbacks. All right. So, oops. Yeah, you can see my super high production value here. All right. Here we go. So this is... um, essentially a list of all the free agents various types of free agents but free agents at that and how much money they'll cost i've added a couple guys in here who are uh, trade have requested trades we know now for sure that watson has as well possibly has for a couple weeks already but it's official in the public now Stafford made public a few days ago as well. So let's talk about these two trade guys first, okay? Sidon Watson, right? My prediction is he's going to the Jets. Now that's my personal belief. He could go a number of places. The Dolphins could decide to pull an Arizona Cardinals and say goodbye to Tua. Although I think they could get a lot more out of him uh, and send Tua back to Texas, right? So that is still a possibility for the Dolphins, but I think the Jets have just the raw resources, the pieces, the picks for f- present and future uh, to make it happen without without uh, Houston having to rely on getting Darnold back, right? They're going to want a rookie quarterback. They're going to want that high pick, and that's the Jets. So, the jets um if he does go to the jets i would not be viewing this as we typically think of the jets i think the new coach i think he is a forward-thinking guy he was been out it's uh solid he's been out there with with shanahan and 49ers right bit of a, he was the defensive coordinator there but i look the thing about defensive coordinators that become head coaches is uh defensive coordinators know offense as well. Okay. You think about Belichick, you think about these guys. They they have to know how defenses work in order to defend them. And sometimes they might even have better insights into how to beat the other defenses, right? So I uh, I wouldn't worry about that. I think he's forward thinking enough um, to use Watson the way he's supposed to you still have an ownership that's probably a little messed up right but I would not think about this as we've thought about the Jets for like a decade right and that's going to be hard and you're going to be able to possibly get some values buying players on the Jets for a short term I've already brought up how Le Michael P. Ryan is a throw-in you should be trying to get right now they might draft a running back, but they might not, especially if they use a lot of those draft picks to get Deshaun Watson, right? So don't be afraid of acquiring Denzel Mims if you can do that sneaky-like right now. Either way, I think it's a good option because they're going to get some kind of quarterback in there, right? Even if they draft one, even if it's Fields or Lance or something like that, okay? So with Watson... If you can, obviously if you can buy him right now, do it. Of course, I was saying that a month ago. Yeah, uh, it, it's almost too late now. But if anyone is maybe willing to sell cheaper because they're scared of the, uh, they, they of the just the doubt of the uncertainty, that's fine. I'm not going to be uncertain about it. He's going to be good wherever he goes. Okay, so that's my projection. Uh, again. If it's not the Jets, I don't care. He's going to be good wherever he goes. Bye, bye, bye. All right, for Stafford, uh, my prediction is actually the 49ers, and I did hear something about that today, but he would work for the Colts and the Patriots, and these things fall through or rumors are wrong, but at the moment, I'm kind of guessing Niners. Uh, We'll see. I don't see, no matter where Stafford goes, I don't see how his value is going to change much. Like, his value is just kind of, what it is Uh, it's not like it was a great situation in Detroit already that was keeping his value high in fact it could be better in some places that he goes so if you can buy him now I'm not opposed to it however if you are rebuilding and you have him you might be able to trade him away for more after he lands somewhere else after he's traded So if you have him, he's a hold and then a sell unless you're contending. And if you don't have him, go ahead and try and buy him now. But you're going to have to pay up probably when he lands for sure. But again, I think you've got to pay up no matter what. Now keep in mind, the teams that these quarterbacks go to are either trading away their current quarterback or letting them go, or something, or just keeping them as a backup. So, those are the players that are actually going to have their values impacted the most. I don't know where those players, who those players are, because I don't know where these guys are going. But if it's Darnold and the Jets, um, probably he's going to go back to Texas. If he doesn't go anywhere, he's a backup, look for another trade somewhere else. It's a really expensive backup quarterback that is honestly that's the biggest reason he wouldn't be going to the jets because the jets would have to be trading darnold away and a pick for houston to pick a quarterback now houston ends up with two that's it's just a weird situation if stafford goes to the niners that leaves garoppolo out there i would assume he goes to detroit Dak Prescott first of our free agents and he is a true unrestricted free agent he's only 28 or will be and I grabbed the market um, average um, yearly wage from Spotrack they have a, a little tool that calculates based on production and past contract what they'd be worth this number that you see in this column here is either their current or their projected market if there was one for them not all the players had one so some of them just are what they were currently which you can figure they might be getting more in some cases and then i have the teams that have currently and it's very rudimentary because things can change cuts can be made but it's very rudimentary of just what teams are possibly able to pay that. Um very rudimentary. So with Dak Prescott, I think he goes back to the Cowboys and go ahead and buy. Now there's not a lot there. He's good. He's gonna make anyone around him good. Simple. If he somehow goes somewhere else, it doesn't I don't care. Buy. Mitch Trubisky I think he ends up staying in Chicago I don't know who else is really going to go after him so I think he and the Bears don't really have a pick high enough to take a good quarterback so they are either going to be in the market for trading for or signing uh, another quarterback but they might also sign Trubisky cheap he might not have much other options Um. But I, I could see someone else like Cam Newton signing there instead to be like a bridge quarterback. Um, but Trubisky, I don't think he's going to be going anywhere that you are going to see improved value out of him. So sell for whatever you can. Whenever you can, you might need to wait until he lands somewhere. Cam Newton, again, he's probably going to have to hold until he lands somewhere. Then you can sell. Uh, I'm not buying either of these if I don't own them that's why i'm not talking about those scenarios cam newton uh like i said he could bears wouldn't be too bad uh washington as kind of a bridge quarterback they don't have a very high pick to take a quarterback with which leads me to thinking they might be someone to sign someone like uh winston uh because of that because they don't have a high pick so you could buy Jameis winston now but you probably already should he might be a little bit more than I'd like now until we know where he lands, and then his price could go up a lot. So if you are confident he's gonna be a starter somewhere, I would pay a late second. Will he go somewhere else or stay in Sanford, in uh, New Orleans? I don't think he's gonna stay in New Orleans. I really wish he would, but with Taysom Hill being paid so much there already, the, the Saints are a mess money-wise complete mess. I think they're stuck with Taysom Hill because they paid him a contract. They're stuck with Taysom Hill. They 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 made that contract, which is stupid contract, and now they're stuck with it. So that's going to stop them from doing something that probably is going to be better. But they're stuck with it. Ryan Fitzpatrick, again anything you can I could see him going to the Patriots to be a bridge quarterback if they they have something like the 14th or 15 uh, draft pick, 16 maybe. They might be able to get one of these top five quarterbacks there, one of the last ones, right? We'll see. Uh, he could be a bridge or he could end up playing the whole season like he has in Miami, right? Fitz, Fitz just keeps going. I'm not going to talk about much of these others um, except Josh Rosen. He actually ended up with the 49ers in the, the year, so... He's just kind of a little, just stash him because I don't think he's much worse than a bettered or um, Nick Mullins, right? If they can't manage, if, if they don't manage to trade for anyone or draft anyone else and they go into the season with Garoppolo, he might get hurt again. And we saw how much these backups have played in San Francisco. If that backup is Josh Rosen, he will be worth something now. And he's worth nothing right now end of bench stash Jacoby Brissett same thing end of bench stash uh, stash because I could see him actually ended up with the Patriots again I think uh, Belichick actually really liked him and uh, depending on who they who they draft um, they might want something like Jacoby Brissett on the team uh, to be just to be the backup veteran, which he is at this point. All right, that's it for the quarterbacks. If there was any other quarterbacks you want me to talk about, go ahead hit me up uh, on Twitter at FusionFFB. DMs are open. You can email me FusionFFB at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed this. We're going to be talking about wide receivers, and then in the next next one. And then running backs and probably combine running backs and tight ends in the one after that. Just with same kind of thing, talking about these players and what our our roadmap, our strategy going in is. Uh, if you're in my dynasty leagues, I hope you have not gotten this far or listened at all. Should have said that at the beginning. Shoot. Uh yeah. I I enjoy doing this, it helps me think through how I'm gonna approach these players. I like doing this um, much like I've talked about landing spots for rookies, right? It gets you a plan now without the hype, right? So I'm not locked in anything. I'm not excited about any of these players in any new situations. I'm thinking clearly and I'm making a plan. There's gonna be factors I can't think of right now, then end up coming up that may legitimately change things, objectively change things. That's okay. But at least I have a starting point. I like to have a starting point instead of having to dive right in, in the moment. I don't like that. So hope that you hope you got something out of this. Uh, see you on the next one. See you next time, guys.